0: Hey friends, this is Caitlin, and I'm so grateful you've decided to join me on the Comeback Couch. So, kick off your shoes, put up your feet, and get comfortable with real stories that have shaped real people. You'll hear from doctors, lawyers, mechanics, and moms who shared their experiences of hope, healing, and holding on when it would have been so much easier to give up. Occasionally, you'll hear a story, a teaching, or a quick thought from me. I hope you'll curl up with a cup of coffee and stay a while as we sit on the Comeback Couch and learn a little more about life and the hope we can find when we look close enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Comeback Couch. Uh, This, I feel like I say this a lot, but this really is a super, super special episode to me um, and the launch of our season three, and nobody better to kick it off than My friend, mentor, uh, Lisa Whittle, she really doesn't need an introduction, but if somehow you've been like living under a rock and don't know who she is, um, she's the author of nine books, most recently, God Knows, several Bible studies, the host of Jesus Over Everything, which has 5 million downloads. It's an amazing podcast. She has several other podcasts. Um, She founded Ministry Strong for Ministry Leaders, co-founded Called Creatives for Creatives, and she's a mom and a wife and a friend and um, one of my very favorite people. So welcome to the Comeback Couch, Lisa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored. Thank you. So excited to have you. It's always a little nerve wracking when I'm interviewing someone who's a pro like you. You've been doing this a long time and you do it well, so you'll just have to Ignore all of my <laughs> mistakes and mess ups with my amateur self. No, no, there is no, there is no
1: mistake, can't, right? This is, you can get it edited, even if Hey, was that's one. true.
0: That's true. <laughs> Wonderful, uh, Jeanette, um, who you know and love is. Oh, hi, editing. Jeanette. Yeah, yes, yeah, love Jeanette. So she's the best. But yeah, I actually interned for you, when was that, 2020? Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, your first round of interns. Yep. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, It was so special. So just, it really did like change my ministry and it really did change my life. Like that sounds cheesy, but, um, it really did in a lot of different ways, just learning from you and making friends that I still talk to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, just the best. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, well, I loved having you as an intern. You were amazing. Um, I just liked you from the start, but I knew you were going to be fantastic for the team as well. I also knew that the interns were going to love each other probably mm-hmm. more than they would even love me. And I think that's that's held true. A lot of friendships were born and that's always exciting because uh, being a connector for other women yeah. is a good joy. It's just a great joy for me.
0: Yes. And I remember the retreat where we got to go all be together, but I was, I'm pregnant now and I was pregnant then. <laughs> Like mm. I saw someone the other day and they were like, every time I've ever seen you, you've been pregnant. And I'm like, well, that's just <laughs> the face of life I'm in where I'm just very pregnant often. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Well, it. I get it. Um, gosh, we could talk about so many things. And I know that you have um, just so many stories of resilience and overcoming. You are a resilient woman. You really are. Um, but I would love to know, what comeback story for you really sticks out, whether it's just overall in your life or even something recent, just that it has really had an impact on your faith journey and on your life? Mm.
1: You know, I, I think a, a couple of comeback stories come to mind. I mean, I think of, you know, coming back to the Lord, most of my comeback star stories, to me involve like coming back to the Lord, because mm-hmm. I think the ultimate comeback is always coming back to him. That's where you come back to a place of strength. You come back to a place of settledness and groundedness. I've never considered like rising from the ashes of my own strength. Cause I, then it's just to me coming back to another place of failure, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think Coming back to the Lord when I was in my early twenties, that was a, a comeback place for me when I entered into my, um, sophomore year of college, that was a comeback from a lot of sort of disastrous decisions. So I think that was one thing that sticks out in my mind. I certainly think of a comeback when it was 2012, um, that was a comeback in a place of my career when I was really going to quit, um. And I I just was being, I was really overwhelmed with feeling like I wanted to be popular and, uh, you know, have success, whatever that was. And I'd been writing books for a little while and felt like, you know, I wasn't having all of the success in the literary area that I really wanted. And so that was a real marker in my life when the Lord and I did just some serious work to break free from the desire to be known and popular and all of that. And that was a real change in my life. So I I look at that as a spiritual comeback for sure. And then I think even more recently, probably a comeback would have been, I don't know, probably in 2021, I think. And there was a comeback, uh, kind of an awakening there too, when my husband and I kind of started a new journey of where he was in his career and, we decided to do something different than we had plans for, and that was uh, what we've built out here at at our house and, you know, welcoming ministry leaders and so forth like that. So I think of sort of those three phases in my life as different places have come back and for different reasons, but always, 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 it was coming back to sort of either a groundedness in my life, either a place that God had called me, that I'd kind of gotten away from, or certainly, as I was saying when I was younger, Uh, a real spiritual comeback.
0: Yeah, I love that you said like rising from the ashes. That's a phrase I've used in talking about comebacks, but it's so important that people realize it's not like rising from the ashes to come back to your own strength. Because like you just said, then you're still in a place of "Mm, this is not going to work and I'm going to have to keep doing this over and over and over again. And you may have to keep doing it over and over again. But if you do it with the Lord's strength instead of your own the results are going to be so much better, so much more fruitful. Um trying to do it trying to do it on our own is just it's never going to work out in the end. So I love that you said that. Um and I would love to talk a little more about um the comeback you mentioned with your career in 2012 um because I think that a lot of people can relate whether they are writers or speakers or doctors or they are working for the government like it doesn't really matter because we all start these trajectories and have these dreams. And we think, especially now instant gratification that, okay, well, I want to go climb the ladder and go all the way up. And, you know, we have people who are like 25, 27 years old. And they're like, well, I want to be at this level in my company. Okay. Well the Mm -hmm. people who are there are in their fifties and they've done this for so long. Um, And you've helped me a lot with this because I had so much frustration Um, when I interned for you, you know, I'd get coaching from you and it was just always like, Oh, I just want to get a book deal. And I just want to get there. And you always reminded me, you're like, Caitlin, this did not happen for me when I was even your age. Like this has been a long journey. And Mm -hmm. anytime I want to give up, I think about that because I'm like, okay, what, what is it that you always say? Keep, keep, uh, chopping wood, keep chopping wood, keep chopping wood. And, um, gosh, you really did instill that in me. And I've seen it in your, in your life play out. Um, So how has that moment of wanting to give up and having to really have God just pull out those desires? How has that impacted your ministry now? And how do you use that? Hmm.
1: I, I even remember in a coaching call asking you, how old are you? uh, because you were acting like your career was over. So we had to recalibrate for just a minute. We did. Yes, we did. We did. You know, I think we all go through moments where we get frustrated. We think it's never going to happen. You know, waiting is not easy for any of us. And certainly when you have a dream, when you have a desire, you are eager to want to do it. It, Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the way that we all work. You know, it, it seems logical that we would be able to do something that we want to do when we want to do it right? just by being able to press forward. If only most things worked that way, and especially with the writing industry, the industry that you've kind of chosen mm-hmm. um, and I chose. There is a lot of pause. There's a lot of hurry up and wait. There's a lot of things that are out of your control. The thing that has happened for me the most, I will say, Caitlin, is that all of those pauses have profoundly changed me, Mm -hmm. which is what has been so important for me. I, I think, you know, the one thing that I've discovered along the way is how wise the Lord is to not give us the things that we think that we need in those immediate moments, because we are simply not quite ready for them. And I don't know how that process works because I don't have the mind of God. So I don't know if the Lord just, you know, withholds things from us in that moment. I don't know whether just the way that it works, he helps make good of them. I I don't know. You know, I think a lot of things are up to man's decision that maybe the Lord has nothing to do with. Right. I I don't, I don't really know how all of that plays out, but what I do know is if the Lord wanted things to happen in those moments, they would. And so we do have to defer to that. I, I know that there was, there were periods of time in my life where I didn't hear a single thing. I didn't see a single bit of movement. And I was sure that that meant that nothing was happening. But in in reality, I was changing. I was growing. I was learning. I was gaining more insight. And I was developing the discipline that I needed to help teach other people disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, Would I have had that before? No. But I think, you know, in that place of, of comeback in particular, uh, I had to stop and let go of my ideas of everything that I thought that all of this would look, at, look like and the frustration that it wasn't looking like I thought it would look. It, and I will tell you that the freedom that comes from that produces not only things inside of you, but it actually produces better work. Mm -hmm. in you and so I think what we do is we we actually kind of eke out work and we think oh you know let me just keep producing but you actually don't produce good work because you are so caught up in just the 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 rat race and the hamster wheel of just trying to crank something out when it's actually not very good and you don't really get traction with it and so Um, it's better to sit and pause if you need to, it's better to sit and wait and let the Lord do the work that he needs to do. It's better to do all of that than to just keep trying to see if something that'll hit something that'll work, which is kind of counter to what a lot of culture will tell you, which is just kind of keep throwing things out there and see what's going to stick to the wall. Um, you know, there's a level of that, that I agree with, but for the most part, I think there are moments in your life that you need to sit and be quiet and let the Lord speak to you about what's next.
0: I totally agree. Um, Again, no matter what industry you're in, but particularly ours. And I've just even seen lately, um, you know, as I'm still working on some things and writing, I look back and I'm like, thank God, like, this book idea that I had five years ago didn't get published. Like it wasn't good, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like, wasn't good. And he knew. And then even like the timing of, okay, I've written something and I want to get it out there and I want people to see it. And I want to pitch this to publishers and something weird happens with the timing. And I'm so frustrated. And then like a week later, I hear something, I have a conversation with someone, I read something in the word and I'm like, That was supposed to go in there and now it's ready. And I just think no matter what season you're in, we don't always get the the hindsight view, but I think God is kind to do that for us very often, where all of a sudden you're like, this is why that happened. And Mm -hmm. I ask people that a lot with their comeback stories, just like, when did you realize, oh my goodness, that happened 20 years ago so we can sit here now. And Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the first episodes I did was about a guy who was in the military and now he owns a bakery. And he says, he's like, this happened so that like I was in the military so I could use this technique to make these croissants. And it's like something so tiny and detailed, but God does that in our lives. And, (laughs) and you're right. It helps equip us to teach other people and disciple other people for those disciplines um because again I've learned so much from you and had you not gone through that you wouldn't have been able to tell me that and yeah I hope now I can do the same for other people because I still am not quote-unquote there I'm really not anywhere <laughs> I'm just kind of like you know I'm trucking along but instead of doing it in the way like you said the, that culture tells us to instead of Stressing and hustling, and okay, well, I'm just gonna stay up till three a m every night doing this thing. you it's, yeah, you can do that, but you're just gonna burn yourself out and do work that isn't good. um but i
1: I think you're a good example of do
0: di- doing your due
1: diligence, but also not over overdoing something in a moment where you know it would stress you out so you're doing your due diligence by Mm -hmm. starting a podcast and speaking into it and keeping keeping in an industry that you're interested in but yet you're you're not you're also honoring a season that you're in, which is motherhood, and 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 all of those things, and understanding that you still have plenty of time. So it's a both and, right? Yes. I think what we want to do is we always want to pick. We always we yeah. it's, a lot of us struggle to live in attention, and so you're 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 modeling what I think is really healthy, which is, uh, you know, the both and, and saying I'm gonna I want to honor this sort of creative side of me, which is to do this podcast. Uh, So good job on that. Kudos on that, really. And and then also saying I'm in this season of motherhood, which means that this other part of my career is going to be in in pause mode Mm -hmm. because I could tell you from my own experience of, of of being very active in, in mothering. And, and honestly, wasn't nearly, wasn't doing nearly what I'm doing now. I mean, a fraction, I was the mom who, who, you know, was, was at home and, and, and doing, and not not all moms can do that. I understand we have working mom situations and all those things I was working as well, but just not to the capacity that Mm -hmm. I'm doing now. Um, And so my kids remember me picking them up from carpool and they remember me doing, putting the dinners on the table and all those things. And those are moments I, I, I would, would not be able to get back, and so I don't regret one single second of that. So I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was still having my uh, creative side met, which I think is really important for a, for a lot of women to be able to to have that as well. And then, and I was still doing things to honor my season of motherhood. So I think it's I think it's a both and that a lot of us don't want to uh, acknowledge and and don't want to hold intention. But I I do think a point you brought out is very important too, which is you know, all of these processes that you're going through in the weight or whatever, for whatever job that you want, whatever, whatever you want in your life, it really does change you and make you into a person that that can be more empathetic to others, that can speak in, in a different way. I mean, if we got everything we wanted at the moment that we wanted it, it just would not create in us the same level of understanding that it does. Uh, when we have to pursue things in a different way, when we have to wait on things in a different way, when we have to, you know, kind of work for things in a different way. And so it does us a huge favor, even though it's a favor, we don't really want, uh, to, to have to, to work for those things. Otherwise we'd be very entitled and we would just think that we snap our fingers and we get whatever we want. And that is not the way that it works.
0: No. And it just would never be as good as what God has. And yes. And, you know, you mentioned like he withholds certain things from us in certain seasons and him withholding those things means he's not withholding the good. He's, Mm -hmm. he's keeping the, he's protecting us in a lot of ways. And he's, cause if he did give everything to us right, we wanted, like you said, we'd be entitled. We, it just wouldn't be a fruitful life. So Mm -hmm. thankfully, and it does hurt. um, He does that for us. And, and as you mentioned the tension Just a reminder to everyone listening, like tension uh, hurts like it's and I do feel often in this season pulled like I'm trying to do this, but I'm also same as you just said, I want to be the mom. I want to pick them up and I want to, you know, I'm not very crafty, but I want to do little crafts at home and I want them to remember that we, you know, made a pillow fort and watch movies in the middle of the day like I, I want that but it's, there's still that tension of often while I'm doing this, I'm thinking I should be with them. And when I'm with them, I should be writing. And it's, you have to just ask God to help you get rid of that guilt and, and lean into the tension. Um, yes. cause it will make you stronger, even though it hurts. Um, so thank you for bringing that up and saying that, and it isn't, it isn't an easy thing to do, to live in a tension, no matter where you are in life. Um, But it's so important to realize like you weren't doing what you're doing now. And I think people probably see you and they're like, wow, like she's built this business for herself. And yeah, you did over time. It wasn't, you weren't doing this when you were raising toddlers because you didn't have the capacity. No. And so working that muscle to build that capacity got you where you are now.
1: Yes. And, you know, just time. I I think think we don't want to give things time and time is really important time is very hard and i know that's not the answer we want but you do have to give things time because it does take time to build anything and to build it right cuz you 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 want to build it right but i think one of the probably the most important thing that we're even talking about in this context at least for women is just to be able to to voice what i think a lot of women don't hear often but need to hear more of Which is, you know, you're allowed to feel like you want to do motherhood well if you are a mother, and also feel like you sometimes wish. That you had more time to work on the creative things that really are inside of you, and I just hear that a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, Caitlin, from women who say, "I love my kids so much, I feel guilty because sometimes I wish I had more time to myself." Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that that's a that's a very that's a very common reality. Like we all really do feel that way. And I can remember even when my kids were little, I would, I, I remember specifically talking to one woman and saying, you know, I just have so many things inside of me that I really want to do. And yet I, you know, I love my kids. I love what I'm doing. I just don't have the time to do them. And I, I remember her looking at me saying, you know, honey, there, there really are seasons in life and, you know, you will have that time, but, you know, just try to, try to be as present as you can. And, and so I think, there's, there's no other way around that. It's just to say those feelings are valid. You know, those feelings are valid. So
0: yeah, I'm glad you said that. And I think this is, it's a good conversation to have. And it's a good conversation. If you're listening to have with the people in your community, the people in your life, because you maybe have been trying to just like push it down and be like, no, I shouldn't think that, or I shouldn't want to go back to work or, but you have no idea what the other moms or whoever else is in your season they're probably thinking the same thing. So just yeah. talk about it and you'll feel less alone. Um, yeah. Okay. Before I ask you the last question, I always ask everyone, I don't know why, maybe this will become like my new question, but I just feel prompted to ask you if there is a comeback story you've seen in someone else that has greatly impacted your faith and your life.
1: Mm. Okay. I wasn't ready for this question. So I, I
0: might have to think for a minute. I I felt
1: like the Lord is like, ask her. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I will, I will say, I do love a really good comeback story. One of the things that I've come to realize that with comebacks is that, you know, that, you know, that saying that they say, uh, you know, the comeback is better than the setback. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to amend that because I don't think that the comeback is automatically better than the setback i will say that i think the comeback can be better than Mm -hmm. the setback um i don't think that it is automatically though um oh gosh you know i well i'll say this i think that my father's comeback was um was better than his setback um his comeback was really interesting um you know he was he was a man who started out very very raw uh wildly gifted uh was radically saved out of the navy and um you know he he went straight into Bible college, didn't have a clue, goodness, what he was doing. I cannot imagine that man going to Bible college, but (laughs) he did. And then he became a preacher, you know, he, he didn't know any of the rules. He didn't know what you're supposed to do. He just had this raw passion for the Lord, Lord and raw talent. And, you know, it took him far in ministry and yet uh, he needed discipleship in the worst way. And so you know you you got this guy who's got all this charisma all this talent and really a passion for the lord but no discipleship and it got him in a lot of trouble as a as a, as a leader and i think that's one of the reasons i know it is why i have such a a passion for for leadership ministry leadership is because i've seen what can happen when ministry leaders go woefully wrong And it's it's a lot more tender. It's a lot more difficult than what we want to tag it. We want to just say, well, they're just, you know, somebody rotten. They just, they just not any good. And the reality is, is people don't typically go into preaching. They don't typically go into ministry because they're, they're hungry for attention because they're, they're, you know, they're these bad apples. They don't typically do that. They typically do it because they really love and want to serve. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just something goes wrong along the way. Yeah. And so, you know, he he just had he just had some problems along the way, but what I love about my father's story is his comeback was was raw, it was difficult. It involved a a long time of sabbatical. If you've ever read um what I wrote back in a book called Whole He He actually went and lived on a piece of land in a travel trailer. And at one point, he rubbed his face in the gravel. He was so low before the Lord. But uh, when he emerged from that, he was truly a different person and he needed to be a different person. He had a lot of skeletons in the closet, a lot of problems in his life. But he came back and he came back very different. He came back much more mellowed, he came back much more understanding. He came back worshiping the Lord differently. And I, I guess I would just say from all of that is that his comeback story showed me that people can change, mm-hmm. that we should never assume when it's over, that it's over. And um that, you know, we should have some have some space for people that we we have decided are not. Uh, who we thought they were, who we think they are, and that God can use anybody even in another season of life. And so I love his comeback story. It has um, continued to inspire me over and over again.
0: And how beautiful that his comeback story really has fueled your passion to help other people with their comeback stories um, in ministry specifically. So yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's beautiful. Um yeah. okay and so then we'll we'll jump into the last question. I love that. Maybe I will start asking people that because um yeah, that matters a lot. Uh, people's stories impact us. So, yeah. Um but for you and your comebacks in your life, what one thing does make sense now that you can kind of see hi- hindsight whether it was 20 years ago or a year ago, what makes sense um now that you can see how it's starting to play out? I think uh, the
1: comeback in twenty twelve, which I, I would I would probably mark as one of my most profound comebacks. Um, I think that the the thing that makes sense was that the Lord really wanted me to break from my desire to be popular before we entered into a season of life in this world where that would be the predominant deal breaker for leaders. I think uh he needed me to get serious and get um, get get that settled and i've 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 known that actually since that time that that was was the fruit, but also probably the reason for that moment happening that that needed to be settled once and for all. Will you desire to be popular more than you will desire for me because in this moment in time, leadership hinges on that. And if you want to be popular more than you want God, it will change the way that you have conversations. It will change the things that you're willing to talk about. And so I know that in that sense, the Lord did me such a huge favor uh, to bring me to the point of of decision and breaking and all of that, because if that had not happened, and if that not had, had not been settled in 2012, uh, I would not have been ready and be ready. And even, you know, cause God knows what will happen and I don't uh, for what was to come. So yeah, I can look back and see that that was a very pivotal moment for a lot of reasons.
0: That's really, really good. Um, yeah. Gosh. Okay. Well, I hate to wrap up because again, we could talk about a million other things, but thank you for sharing your comebacks and your dads and just the, the wisdom that you have being in ministry for as long as you have. And I can't wait to see what God keeps doing. Cause it's, I just think it's like, it's happening. I think you posted something when your book, oh, this is going to make me like cry. It gave me chills. When you posted about God knows when your book came out. And I think it was a screenshot your daughter sent you. And she was like, mom, this is it. And I agree with her. I think that this Mm -hmm. is it. This is your time. And um, God is, God, his favor is just on you. So I love watching it. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you so much. Hey, thanks for stopping by and sitting a while on the comeback couch with me. You know, I'd love to hear from you. Questions, feedback, and even requests. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Caitlin Chapel Rogers. And hey, don't be shy. Share the show with a friend, post it on your social media and tag me and send me your comeback stories. You never know when they might make it on the show.